Well, hello there and good evening. My name is Randolph J, and you're tuned in to Mondo Rando Radio on MidtownRadio.ca. The premise of this show is a simple one. Each week we host intimate and interactive chats with familiar friends and fascinating strangers about their passions. Could be parasailing, reupholstering furniture, or anything else that gets them excited. Our guests will be sharing their fondness for the various subjects that help shape who they are, and occasionally they may even share their strategies for dealing with everything else in life. Of course, any opinions or experiences shared will be unique to each guest and should not be taken as official advice to any particular listener. Please remember to always put safety first when beginning a new activity. Our special guest today is Bex Innes to share her love of competitive stone lifting. Find her at Bex, B-E-X underscore Innes on Instagram and learn more about this program by visiting us on Facebook under Mondo Rando, on Instagram at Mondo Rando Radio, and by email radiorando at gmail.com. Without further ado, here is our conversation with Bex Innes. So Bex Ennis, what what kind of stones are we talking about? What, what you say you love stones? Absolutely what, what, love what, them. No, we're talking about the, the the heavy stones. Yeah, very heavy stones. So there's two types of stones that I'm primarily interested in, and those are the Atlas stones. And if you've watched television, uh, you've maybe seen World's Strongest Man, and the final event is always these large spherical like blocks of concrete stones yeah Yeah. and so those are what i primarily got into to start with um and i'm sure we're going to get into why i did that but uh so the atlas stones and then i moved to natural stones so river rock um any type of historical stones there's a lot of historical stones that have been lifted for centuries uh, throughout the world. And so I am part of a very small group of people in the world that uh, lift these stones. And it's the people I've met through Atlas Stone Lifting as well as Natural Stone Lifting has been phenomenal. And like they're my besties and we all nerd out on all the newest lifting uh, feats that we can try to accomplish. So uh- that, okay, yeah. so we, we probably should back up a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. So Bex Ennis is a lifter yeah. of heavy things, and this is began yeah. as a hobby. So let's go back to the beginning. Where did you get your desire to lift heavy things? And was, was it a childhood thing? Was it a, you came to you as an adult? Like, how did this come to be? Well, I'm a farm girl. So I grew up just outside of Stratford. Mm. And um, – so growing up on a farm, we lifted stones all the time. We lifted feed bags, uh, hay bales. And, you know, growing up in the time I did, you know, the, the parents kind of just left you to fend for yourselves and figure out your own entertainment. So my brothers and sisters and I would compete with each other to see if we could lift certain things and how fast we could go and get all the hay bales up into the mow. And so I think my passion for competition and for lifting heavier things, because, you know, a kid lifting a a feed bag is no small. No, no they're, they're, what are they, 50, 100 pounds? Uh, They're probably close to, I would say probably at least 50 to 60 pounds, the ones that I um, had in the, had in the barn. But yeah, so it started then. And then. I was thinking about this the other week because uh, I'm I'm thinking about writing a book about this whole kind of path. And I remember walking into smoke-filled, hazed 1980s formal living room with my mom. <laughs> and she was watching World's Strongest Man. And stones, the Atlas stones, were on the television. And she let me stay in the formal living room which is like, as you know, at the time, that's not something that kids were often invited to do. Oh, no, might as well have been roped off with velvet. Uh, exactly. exactly. Uh, and so she let me watch with her. And so it was a pivotal moment for me. Uh, and I just was in awe of these men lifting and running in sand at the time, because that was the event, uh, to these barrels. And... 
after that day, I continued to watch World's Strongest Man. And I've continued to watch World's Strongest Man year after year after year. And then worked out in high school, university, was on sports teams, but really not like a strength focus. And then had my kids and started into CrossFit in 20, 20, uh, 12. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of started from there. Like once I was in CrossFit, I realized I was, I was kind of good at lifting things or I remembered that like, Oh yeah, this is something that I like. Uh, CrossFit really wasn't for me. So then I went into Highland Games. Oh, and- Highland Games? Highland Games? Yes, the, with, the, with the cabers and the, the, the and, the, and, the, and the, the bagpipes and the which which, which yes. can you throw further a caber or a bagpipe? <laughs> Definitely a bagpipe. Definitely a bagpipe. <laughs> for good and for good reason, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Highland Games, and then I was exploring my Scottish history at the time because my my last name Innes is is Scottish. My family's from uh, the Highlands in Scotland. And started kind of analyzing stones. And there was both atlas stones and these natural historic, what they call manhood stones. We, don't, we try not to call them manhood stones now, but um, we can probably get into that whole story a bit later. Sure, but sure. I, I set a goal that I was going to go to Scotland and I was going to lift these stones. And so met a coach virtually online. Uh, he was Scottish, totally... Typical Scottish strong accent. Like um, groundskeeper Willie. Basically, yes, totally ground. Yes, absolutely. He was tough. He was a tough coach, but I love him. I still uh, chat with him to this day. And we worked on getting me ready to lift these stones in Scotland. But along the way, he's like, if you're doing this, why don't you try strongman? And so then I got into strongman. Uh, and that allowed me to, as you say, have some national records. So I have a national record in Atlas Stones for the master's division because I'm over 40. And that is over 240 pounds. I missed the 255 because it was, it. we use this uh, it's material. Because, called, it's, be, it's because uh, you're lazy. Bex is because yeah, you're lazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You didn't want very it enough. Lazy. That's what they're saying. Like, really? Um so, and my plan is to beat that again this year. And then uh, when I went over to Scotland, I also had some field, set some field records for walking with stones, not okay. walking with natural stones with handles. I know. So odd. Well, so yeah. So uh, what is a natural stone with handles? Explain <laughs> that to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> we can go uh, past that. We can gloss past that for now. That's fine. Yeah, we. So I'm actually having some fabricated right now uh, for some natural the, stones. Um, You're having some natural yeah. stones fabricated. Yeah, I'm having some natural stones fabricated. No, I'm having some natural stones fabricated with handles. Okay. And they mimic a stone in Scotland called the Dinny stones, and the Dinny stones have been lifted for well over a hundred years, um, and they're very heavy. They they weigh close to. Correct me if I'm wrong. I should have had these stats ready for you, but like 750 pounds. So that's what I'm wow. thinking. Uh, and it's one stone. So you can either walk with them or some have even, like most just lift them, but some have walked with them. That's amazing. 750 pounds. These are, these are, yeah. these are okay. Yeah. And they're with handle and they're with handles because they originally were used, I believe, as part of a bridge system. And so they were counterweights or something to that effect. Okay. So right. that's why they were fabricated with the handles. And it's really taken off in both the strongman world and it reinvigorated itself as a feat of strength to accomplish uh, in, in the strength world. If you're into this kind of thing uh, to go over to Scotland and lift these stones. And so I'm hosting my first uh, ever Canadian Stones of Strength event in uh, the summer. And so part of that is uh, the women have to lift a a replica of the Dinny Stones. I'm calling them the Innis Stones, but they weigh close to, the one weighs close to 200 pounds and the other one is about 160. Oh, that's nothing. 
That's not. Yeah. So you walk with them and your hands get beat up and it's just, it's a fabulous, fabulous uh, (laughs) event. But um, yeah, so that's, so that's what that's all about. The, the natural stones that are, that are fabricated. I'm getting somebody local. I found them that can do it and they're donating this. So. Oh, nice. And I believe it. There are a lot, there's a lot of great local artisans that can pretty much make anything you can dream up. Someone locally can make it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was so nice too. And where's but, this happening? Is it Fergus? No, this is going to be happening at the Coburg Highland Games on June sixteenth, oh. and it's the uh, it's the Friday evening. It's the start of the Highland Games, and then obviously the heavy events come the next day, which is the caber and the hammer, yeah. like we were talking about. And uh, it's the fifty ninth annual. But this, what's so important about this is that for years and years and years. Um, there has been a Stones of Strength event for men. And this Stones of Strength event uh, takes place internationally. So every country, or there, there are a many, number of countries, many there are a number of countries that participate in this. And so they, all, they run their own competition, and then they send the top male and the top female to just two, Norway. Just two people with va- various weight divisions, right? Or just two people? No, no, not in this. Not in this. In strongman and powerlifting and all of that, yes, there are weight divisions, but not in this particular stone event. Okay. So, and then the winners go to Norway, and mm-hmm. they compete with all of the other people that have won their own stones of strength. So, when I went to the Coburg Highland Games a couple years back, pre, pre-COVID, uh, I heard that there was this Stones of Strength event and it was for the men. And I'm like, I wish I would have known because I would have participated in it. Not that I would have uh, been able to compete on, at par with the men, but I could have definitely have lifted some of the stones. And so I said to the organizer at that time and my coach, I am going to make sure that we get a women's stones of strength event uh, someday. Mm-hmm. And so someday has arrived and I have worked over the last couple months getting it organized and finding women that want to lift stones. I'm running clinics, getting all of the things ready. <laughs> and so we will have our first ever in Canada stone lifting event and uh, for dedicated for women. That's awesome. And yeah, so I'm very, very excited about it. I have nine women. They're all amazing, all different backgrounds, power lifters. I think there's a CrossFitter in there, um, strongman. Now, when you say, and, we should, we should uh, clarify for people that are tuning in, because when you say strongman, you're not referring to a strong man. You're referring to the competition that is yes. called strongman, female or male, correct? Is that Yeah, how? so there's strong woman, strong man. I just say strongman because I just, habit. It's, it's a, a habit in my head. But yes, it's strong woman, strong man. And it is, it's a sport. Like it's, it's a competition where you go and you lift very, very heavy things, awkward things like cars, you pull fire trucks, you run with stones and sandbags and, uh, you, you know, basically really heavy stuff, really crazy stuff that yeah. you can get hurt doing. And but you train you're, for it. You're, people can't hear how much you're smiling when you talk about the possible <laughs> injury. I'll tell you when I was a child, I remember watching a strong man, competition i just remember they were lifting at the end of it or at some point during it they had to see how long they could hold up the the back of columbo's car it was columbo's car this will give you an idea what about year this was (laughs) the early 80s and they had to hold columbo's car aloft for a certain length of time just the back bumper and yeah they were there people in it because sometimes they'll throw people on to the in columbo's car I don't yeah. think anybody other than Columbo has ever been in Columbo's car. Okay. Oh, no, that's not true. There was an episode with Johnny Cash, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So stuff like that. It's stuff like that. and uh, But you train for it. Like, you don't just walk in and decide that you're going to lift a car one day. No, no, probably um, not. I think, yeah, so, you know, maybe it's, maybe I should give some reference as to the weights I'm talking about. And, and as you said earlier, there are classes. So I'm in the master's class because we are 
uh, so advanced and, you know. And they, and they don't want to say senior division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, I am in the senior division. The what happened, hang on a second. But you're, you say you're over 40. What about if you got to be over 70, 80? Is that Supermasters? Is that? Yeah. Well, like, if I'm around that long, we will definitely be having a Supermasters. And I think for some reason they do that in the Highland Games, but I don't know if they're called Supermasters. But, okay. Well, yeah, I, no, but it just occurs different. to me that, that if they think 40 is is – Beyond old. just be well, I don't know. That's just it. They don't want to say old, so they say masters. Yeah. There's another word that we can't use anymore anyway. So you might as well find a brand new word. Well, but, and and why 40? But I guess by that point, your body is like your body has decided how many cars it's gonna lift in its lifetime, yes. and the number is not high. Yes. yes, exactly. Exactly. So uh so I'm in the masters and we have certain weights that we, that we lift. And so we wouldn't lift the same as somebody that's in a, you know, under 73 kilogram group okay. or 84 kilogram group. Uh, a competition that I was just in recently uh, or, and or preparing for, we're talking about a yoke. Now, the last time I did that was uh, 550 pounds, and I basically was just short of running with it. So um, it's it's no small feat to get 550 pounds on your back, uh, and but you practice up to that, obviously. Right, and so this is and you're equally and balanced too. Like you've got the same things in yeah. each each of the buckets on the yoke. You're going to have yeah. same weight. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, you know, for overhead pressing, like we take an actual log and press it overhead, uh, you'll do upwards of 145, 165 pounds for that for repetitions, as many as you can in 60 seconds. Uh, and, you know, it's one thing to do that once, but to have the stamina and conditioning to be able to do that multiple times in a minute, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking sandbags of close to 200 pounds, putting them onto your shoulder as many times in a minute. Um, as I said, the stones, the stones, you know, in our group, as I said, I have the national record for that. So uh, our stones were less than 240 when we uh, competed, but uh, you'll you're seeing those stone weights go up every, every every year, and my goal is hopefully when I go to nationals this year to bring in a 250 to 260 pound stone to be. You'll able do to it. Play. You'll do it. And where are nationals? Nationals this year are in Manitoba. Oh, very good. Yeah, sandbags mm-hmm. I can kind of understand because they're all uniform. Every sandbag is the same weight. Every sandbag is the same shape and size, and they have their own awkwardness. But that's kind of just inherent in it being a sandbag, and it's part of the event, the awkwardness. But when you talk about a log, logs are all different. So they have handles on these logs, or so these ones are fabricated logs. They're Slater logs with handles and and sanded down and. Um, they're, they're actually very beautiful. Uh, and again, I feel like I'm totally nerding out here because. It's okay. That's the point. You know, that's all. Like, yeah. People are tuning in have never yeah. thought about this before. And now you're, you're giving it, oh, there's, a, there's life behind this yes. thing I've seen. Well, and I've got the most gigantic smile on my face right now because I lifted my first Slater log last year at Provincials. And it's like the log you want to lift in your career of strongman. And, um, like, I'm just trying to think, like, if if you were to put your arms in a hug, that's how, that's the diameter it would be. Oh, it's, a, it's it's not, a Slater log you're calling this? Yeah. Okay, it's, so what is that's a, per, that's a brand. It's a brand of... Oh, I see. So it's not a style it's a of log. It's a company that makes yeah, these logs. Company, yeah. Okay. And you'll see Slater logs in the Arnold's. You'll see Slater logs in... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, no, Arnold like Schwarzenegger? the Arnold's... Uh, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Arnold's every year in Ohio. Okay. And Strongman is part of that. Highland Games is also part of that. But it's more known for the bodybuilding because that's mm-hmm. where... That's where Arnold got his fame, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Highland Games and Strongman have also appeared on the scene there. And um, so you'll see those at those comps. That's good. Do they, now, these different groups, the Highland Games, the Arnolds, the Strongman, do they all... 
I, they cross pollinate a little bit. Everyone kind of gets along with everyone else and they trade stories back and forth. Or is it very siloed? No, they do. There are a few of us that cross over to all the domains, but not many do. I don't want to say not many, but there are some of us that cross over between Highland Games, compete in the summer in Highland Games as well as Strongman. Yeah. Well, it's also but, a big commitment of time to devote more yes. than one festival, more than one chain yeah. of festivals. Yes. Last summer, I was pretty much every other weekend doing either Strongman or Highland Games. And as a 40-year-old out in, you know, 30-degree heat for over eight hours a day, uh, my recovery is not that of a 25-year-old. And so it's a, <laughs> it takes days. It takes days. So I just would be recovered, get in a couple practices, and then have to do another competition. So we've changed up the strategy a little bit this summer, uh, and I'm not going to be doing as many comps or as many Highland Games because I qualified to go to the international, the world's uh, strongman uh, games in uh, West Virginia in oh, November. Wow. So yeah, we'll be going there. And I say we, my partner and I, cause he will have to do, uh, all of the handling for me there, like handing me my salts, handing me my, you know, wraps and all my equipment. Uh, cause it's quite, it is quite the, you go through so many costume changes, honestly, costume every changes. event requires a costume change. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for that. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I mean, what? it's different clothes for different events, different shoes for different events. Well, the shoes I can understand. Belts, yeah, but, okay. Different, uh, like arm sleeves, knee sleeves, uh, stones. We use tacky, uh, and it's a god awful mess. So we don't, uh, we don't. Um, yeah, the cleanup for that take some time uh we have the chalk and it's just my my kit is the size of a duffel uh hockey like a, a hockey gym yeah i was gonna say a hockey it sounds yeah. like a hockey bag's worth of yeah and so oh, when you go uh, obviously you have a um you say you have a coach but you do have someone as a kind of a, a rebecca wrangler that will kind of yes yes my partner did it for me my last comp uh that was in guelph uh this when was that a couple weeks back and uh, it was his first time at both a strongman show as well as assisting me. And he did a great job, but it's a totally different environment. And he had, I think he had a great time. I'm sure he, <laughs> he, he would tell, tell you. If he, did. He, yeah, he is he a great guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a super he guy. He is a super guy. Yeah. If you go to the Highland Games, say, for example, or yes. let's talk about the one in Coburg that's coming up, because that's very exciting mm -hmm. to have your brand new event with your fingerprints all over it, that you're opening the door for a lot of people to start something brand new. Because I'm I'm fairly certain you're not the first woman to say, why am I not allowed to lift this right? stuff? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's also why I went over to Scotland. But we're going to stick to the Highland Games in Coburg. We can so... do anything. We can talk about anything you want. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's all stones all the time. <laughs> this, is, this is great that I have like a captive audience here that's actually listening to me because otherwise uh, people kind of tune out. Um, so for Coburg, what will happen there is there is four, there are four events. And the first event is a stone putt. So imagine shot put, but with a stone. Okay. And the stone weighs 25 pounds. I went searching uh, for stones that would be perfect for... You bring your own stones with you? I supply all the stones for the events. Oh, because oh, because this is your uh, event, you're supplying these stones. I thought, event, so ordinarily, I you don't bring them. your own stones to throw. <laughs> and yeah, no, not normally for the Highland Games. They're okay. kind of set. But for this Stones of Strength, I found a stone. It was uh, at a river... And uh, it had a nice curve to it. So I, I go out, like my car constantly has towels, chalk. And, well, and, su and suspension problems, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and a male, a male uh, scale, like a male, uh, like a mailroom scale in okay. the back of my car so that I can, if I find a stone I like, I can put it in the car. <laughs> so I found this one by the river and uh, oh, I think this is close to what I need. Threw it on. A lot of people were walking by me at the time. 
uh, it was also a couple weeks back. So I was in the river and it was, you know, very, very cold. Um, but I found this stone and it was 25 pounds. So yes, it's nice spherical shape. It kind of, you know, gets into the nook of your neck there. And then you just like push it as best as you can, like bench press it almost like mm-hmm. in a lateral way. Like and shot put, it's shot put essentially. Yeah, it's what you're exactly. describing is shot put. Yeah. Just a really heavy shot put. Um, and it's uniform in the sense that each, each, um, athlete is using the, the exact same stone. Correct. Yes, exactly. Because you need it to be, exactly. and yeah, you're not going to find two stones the same way. So, no, exactly. So that's that's the first event. The next event is taking a stone from the ground and then bringing it up and pushing it overhead. And that stone is a hundred pounds, and I got that one at uh, actually I got that one at a uh, garden center um, out near New Hamburg. And I was lifting all of their stones in this garden center and carrying them around in my wagon. And I don't think they've ever had anybody do that before. Well, and you're not showing up in your in your weightlifting belt. You're just showing up in whatever you're wearing and you just well, start throwing rocks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's pretty impressive. So I did have chalk because uh, I needed it to be able to lift these stones and try to like test them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so like I dragged over 400 pounds of stones within my little red wagon <laughs> to the front desk to pay for them. <laughs> and I got the most bizarre looks, but um, yeah, sorry to diverge there, but that's, no, that's, no, that's fine. If you're hanging around with me and if you're my partner, this is kind of what the norm um, we go, I go out stone picking as my, my, as my daughters call it stone fishing yeah. every, every so often. And they love, so far, they've said they love going with me. But, that's a great term. Uh, Stone fishing is a yeah. great term. Yeah. So that's the second event. It's an overhead press. It's a gorgeous stone. And the next event is the uh, in a stone walk, as I said. So the stones of around 200 pounds to between 100, like around 160 pounds, 170 pounds, uh, walking with them for the greatest distance without dropping. And then the last event, which I love and I tried yesterday myself, is the Atlas Stones. And you take Atlas Stones to shoulder. And it starts around 120 pounds. And there's five stones in total. And it works up to 185 pounds. And you need to be able to do all of them as fast as you can within 60 seconds. Okay. Now, the Atlas, just so I remember this, and I, because I always yeah. tend to forget, I mix up my stones from my rocks, from my igneous, <laughs> from my volcano. Anyway, the, the, um, the Atlas stones, they're the ones that are virtually yeah. spherical. They're very yeah. spherical. So they're yeah, the ones okay. that when you picture Atlas holding up the earth, yes. that's, what you're, that's what you're thinking of. That's okay, exactly Because I, I keep switching in my mind between those big circular boulders. And the flat ones that are more like um, like wheels. Yes. So it's not that, but we do lift those in Strongman. Uh, like kind of the granary wheels that you're talking about. Uh, yeah, that's about. what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's why I keep mixing those up with Atlas stones, I think. Yeah, no. So the Atlas stone is like Atlas. Okay. And, uh, and so we'll lift five of those as fast as we can in, in 60 seconds. Very good. Uh, interestingly, because I think the Atlas bone, which holds your head up, I believe that's actually shaped more like... The other <laughs> stone. Oh, like like the granary wheel. It's it's shaped more like a granary wheel. Okay. <laughs> so you can understand my confusion. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so okay, uh, so let's talk about the uh the Highland Games. Let's talk about you going yeah. to Scotland. Okay. What was that like? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Scott like I'm going back in 2024. Uh if I can so my roots are in Scotland. Uh the inner side the inner side of my family, both paternal and maternal, uh, back generations and generations. Yeah, that's in the inner Scotland. side. But what about the outer side? The, like, <laughs> the other side? No, the yeah. outer side. I was like, inner oh, side, the outer side. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that was just for me. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, the inner side, they're all Scottish, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, my goal was to go to Scotland, lift the Ardblair stones, which is a specific Atlas stone. Okay. Uh, and you lift those to barrels that are almost my height. And mm-hmm. that my height's like, I'm five, five, my kids say I'm four, five, four and shrinking. 
probably because of all the yolk that I put on my back. Um, but yeah, so I am, I am shrinking, but they are, they're quite tall. And so you, you lift as many Atlas stones as you can, uh, without any type of assistance, like no tacky, uh, you can use chalk, but no tacky and you, you put them up to these barrels. And then the other thing I went there for was to lift these historic stones, um, that over, you know, hundreds of years, men traditionally would lift these stones uh, as sport, as competition, to determine rank within their community. Those are rite uh, of passage in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, know. exactly. And so I touched quite a number of them. I lifted a num- quite a number of them. Uh, there's varying degrees of a lift that that are deemed successful. And so I, I did pretty well on a lot of them, but when I go back in 2024, I plan to do even better and hopefully, you know, get some of the lifts to the best standard possible. And what is, is the standard? Like, is it a matter of how yeah. you pose with a stone once it's up? Yeah. How long can you, can so you take a selfie while you're holding with one of these? Stones. We Sorry, really say do. It? Say yeah. What? We- we do a lot of posing with our stones. It's very <laughs> true. Like if we get them to our shoulder, you'll often see it with the one hand holding the stone and the other hand is in like a bicep curl position. Of course. And, of course. Um, but usually it's out to the side because that is that is what the standard is for the lift is you have to have the stone under control in the one hand and your arm extended on with the other side. Right. Uh, but other ways is that you, you can – um, lift a stone to what's called a plinth, like a yeah. a barrel or a stone or Just a, a, a holder for the stone, a stone yeah. holder, basically. Yeah. And you can lift it to chest. There's just the thing is getting wind beneath and... Uh, what are you, getting wind beneath? Like this, what does that mean? Like, for example, there was one stone, it was 120 kg, and I got wind beneath it. You get the just a little bit of air underneath, so that you can you actually did get it off the ground. So oh, like, I wind, see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, but yes, wind is part of part of this lifting uh, environment at some, uh, at some point. <laughs> so do not stand behind a weightlifter. Is yeah, what exactly. Advising. Exactly. Uh, so and that one was like they're all in just such beautiful locations and. That And the reason why I'm going back in 2024 is, one, to lift all these stones. But I, I, when I reached Scotland, I felt like it was home to me. Like, I know Canada is my home, and I'm so happy to, you know, I've seen parts of the world. I've lived in parts of the world where, you know, it's post-war reconstruction. And so I know we're pretty lucky to be in Canada, but when I, when I went to Scotland, it felt like home for me. And there's this term called Hiraith and Hiraith is like, it's a Welsh word for longing of a place that you really never have been, but yet it is home and you like get homesick and, and, you know, it's just this longing for a place. And I have this, Hooray for Scotland. I have never felt so, just so part of a place as I do in Scotland. It's a lot of farming. So that was pretty, you know, normal for me to see growing up. Uh, The people there are amazing, but it's just, it's the energy. It's, it's the nature. It's, it's so gorgeous. And so I feel like I'm just going home again in 2024, even though it never technically was my home. I just, your home is where you hang your hat, Bex. Yeah. Wherever you are, if you feel comfortable, yeah. uh, you're, that's home. So we're talking with Bex Ennis, and we're talking about stones, stone lifting, and it's very exciting that you're going to be in Coburg in June. What's the date? How do people learn 16th. more? June 16th, yeah. and it's in Co- – is it on the beach in Coburg? Because that's a great yes, beach. Yes, it's, it's on the beach. It's a gorgeous beach. Yeah, I used to do gigs venue. out there. And if people mm-hmm. want to – do you have the, the the info if they want to get more info? Is there a website if they want to go out and – if it maybe – is it too late to join as a participant? No, if there are women that want to join for lifting stones and you have some capacity to lift the weights, absolutely. I 
would love to have any new women join. So people can reach me at through Instagram at Bex Innes, so B-E-X underscore Innes, I-N-N-E-S, or there is a website, but that's that that's not how you will get directly to me. But you could learn more about the Coburg Highland Games yeah. at the Coburg Highland Games website. Yeah, and I think if that's a good idea because people want to see the because it's one event, but you're going to, if you're going to go all the way to Coburg, you want a, kind of a, a broad view of what else is happening out there and. Yeah, and get as many yeah. people out to join as possible. And okay, sounds good. Yeah, so, it's a beautiful venue. I believe the park's Victoria Park there, yeah. and um, it is three days: the Friday night, the Saturday, the Sunday. And you have your bagpipes, your dancers, your Highland Games. Hey, you had me events. until you had me up until bagpipes, Bex. So you got <laughs> You, you got it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, but I can appreciate that because I do love. I do love myself a good bagpipe, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, when you're competing, there's this untold, well, it's not a rivalry, but there's, you know, the dancers want a certain spot and the, the bagpipers want the, the certain spot and the strong event or the, sorry, the heavy events want a certain spot. And so we're all kind of competing for the same space and, and so usually a lot of our events have to stop because there's some parade that's happening with the bagpipes. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Having, having hosted multiple uh, multidisciplinary events, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, yeah. But okay. So, so the, uh, so, okay. So before I cut you off so rudely and mm. dramatically, uh, <laughs> what we were going to talk more a little bit about the, what, were, what you were about to say something wonderful. Okay. Well, oh, thank you. What, what I wanted to talk about, was and your audience can't see this, but I wear eyelashes. I have nails. I I'm a burlesque dancer. Like you can be a strong woman in so many ways. And I think sometimes when people think of the sport of strongmen and powerlifting and weightlifting and bodybuilding, they think of this like um, like maybe not feminine. A sport or the ability and and I I just do it all and so I, I just want women to know like you can you can still do all the things and and lift heavy heavy stuff yeah I I would I would say to you that I think the word strong and strength and you know derivations on strong that word has been called upon to serve too many purposes we talk yeah. about internal strength and external strength, moral strength. Uh, if you're talking about the strength of, of of your commitment to something, there are different – strength is such a word that when you say strong, okay, are you strong? Okay, that should mean, you know, to some people that you're able to lift over a certain amount of thing. Well, that's one kind of strength. There are different kinds of strength. And – you know what I mean? And it, does that make sense? No, I totally, because I want to go down this rabbit hole. But if I go down this rabbit hole, and I know you would go with me because of your background. <laughs> but the, my journey through strength, through lifting things, yeah. has been a journey, like a spiritual journey in my consciousness. And I know, like, woo-woo, like, I know, but it is. Like, turn, it has allowed me to become the strong, the strong, inner confident woman uh, that I am and to be able to go and, and mm -hmm. do, you know, um, presentations and, and things like that and, and compete in front of hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. And so it has been a journey for me of growing, of actualization, of becoming the person that I am today mm -hmm. and will continue to do so as I, as I go along. So, mm -hmm. and, and it's a, and it's a different kind of strength though, because yeah. if you couldn't lift a, a, a an Atlas stone, doesn't mean you don't have strengths in other exactly. areas. Exactly. So it's a matter of the word strength is such a, it's a con, it's a, it's a term that people conflate where it doesn't need conflation. I think. Yeah. In the sense that. No, I agree a hundred percent. The guy that can lift the biggest car isn't necessarily the strongest guy. If, no. if you're using strength in a different context. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. But I, I do love your eyelashes. Thank you. Thank you. And I compete with them too. They sometimes fall off, but I do. <laughs> I do well, compete with them. You can use that tacky uh, stuff even. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to use, I'm going to have to up my glue quality, I think. Uh, but no, I, and I just, because 
I think there's been such a stereotype over the decades of what a woman should look like in sport mm-hmm. and women can look however they want. And, mm-hmm. and if that means that, uh, you want to wear our fake eyelashes or fake nails or, well, that's fine. If you don't want to do that, like it's, I just want to break the stereotypes. I want to break the ceiling. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted this stone event in Coburg because I wanted to break through a ceiling that we had in Canada that we didn't have a stones of strength event for women. And Mm -hmm. so now we, now we will. And a lot of it I think is uh, just filling in the gaps that no one really saw as a gap. And it's just, Oh, we don't have that. So let's put it in. There's no reason not to have it. It's it's sort of like when you uncover a law that was written 300 years, 200 years ago, that, you know, you yeah. can't eat a sandwich in a barber shop in Bakersfield, California. It's like, oh, well, that's a pointless <laughs> yeah. law now, so we can just yes. dismiss it. And so, yes. yeah, it's great. It, these are just, yeah, it's just these are little gaps that you noticed that there wasn't this thing, and so you can put it in. And I hope and I trust that the organizers were behind this 100. percent Oh, 100. percent I've come in like a whirlwind, which can be slightly frightening, but <laughs> it's it's a breath of fresh air too, right? Because I have connections. We have a lot of great prize sponsors coming forward that they didn't have before. And so it's just, it's a new kind of energy and we're both working together really well. I I really enjoy my, my co-organizer for the event. And uh, yeah, we're both like the reps for Canada for the international Highland games federation for stones of strength. So it's, it's, um, it's been a wonderful process and definitely, definitely arm opening um, welcome was had for sure. Arm opening, like, like I'm just thinking like the size of a, it's an arm opening the size of a boulder. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I want to ask you, when we first got talking, you were mentioning that there are uh, certain people and a select few people who travel the world. I am yes. imagining this under cover of darkness to lift heavy yeah. things that very few people have lifted. And there it's, I imagine there's a checklist. It's sort of a scavenger hunt mm-hmm. vibe where mm-hmm. you, and you say you're one of the very few people who do this. So I want to get into that community a little bit. What, how does this work? Yeah. So I first got introduced through my coach that's from Scotland. He introduced me into the, the historic stone uh, community. And I got, how I met everybody else was through Instagram, through social. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you just have posts of you lifting these random stones. Sometimes it could be you're on a walk, you see a stone, it's amazing, and you lift it. Mm -hmm. And you record it for your friends. And (laughs) It makes it so matter of fact. I see a stone, I lift it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And and so I I need the audience to appreciate this because it's true. The other week... I was out in my jeans, but I always carry with me chalk uh, and my scale just so that if I do want to lift stones, I can. And I found this stone and I said, yeah, I'm going to lift it. It It's probably close to 200 pounds. And um, yeah, like I just am prepared. I'm constantly prepared (laughs) to lift stones. (laughs) And my coach wouldn't believe it that I that I carry around chalk and and that, but but it's true I do. Well, it's the I, meat scale or the what do you call it, the mail mail room scale. The mail, like the that, mail that, room it, scale. It's carry yeah. one of those around with you. That's what, yeah. That's, I bought I bought that specifically to weigh stones. Oh, and because uh, I, I, like I don't think I could lift a weight. I don't think I could lift a mail room scale, let alone <laughs> oh, yes, a stone to yes, put on could. a mail room scale. Yes, you could. Because uh, it's really thin, but it can it can hold up to I believe 400 pounds, and there's no way I'm lifting four. Well, at this point, I'm not lifting 400 pound stone. This point in your journey, yeah, you this go point fishing in my journey. From, you're not going into the river and pulling out a 400 pound. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no. It will, less, it, it will weigh less in the river. <laughs> have you tried that? This is true. No, I have not. But you know what? Uh, my coach would probably be mad at that suggestion of encouraging me to do such things, but it does sound tempting. <laughs> what, what am I here to do if not to stir up trouble with you? No, here? exactly. Right. So stone lifting history has been around for centuries in, in the Basque region of Spain, in Scotland, in Ireland. Uh, Wherever there are stones, I imagine. Iceland, yeah. Huge, but these are 
these are really well-known areas for stone travelers. Okay, stone travelers. <laughs> I just called them stone travelers. I don't That's a know. great name. Is that? Margaret? It's a great no, band name. Is that? No, that was that wasn't anything by Margaret Atwood, right? Like, what am I? Uh, I don't know. Give her time. Okay. Anyway, so these stone travelers will go to the Basque regions, to to Scotland, to Ireland. Ireland is on fire right now. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know if the, the audience can tell in the change in my voice, but like I have just upped my notch of excitement talking about stones because there's this gent in Ireland who is finding all of these historic stones. And amazingly, they have found stones that women also lifted. And we're talking 130 kilograms. And so... They're just through story, through history, through journals, through okay. newspapers are finding these these stones. So what's exciting about that is I'm going back in 2024 to Scotland and I'm thinking I'm going to also go over to Ireland and maybe lift some of the stones for women. And they've also said that there's a lot that they still haven't found for women. So I might go on a little treasure hunt and find my own uh, historical stone uh, with with some of the people that are doing the great work there in, in Ireland. So how you find these stones, and this is, so the location, as you say, never changes. but Because well, they're heavy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Even they're if heavy, you pick them yeah. up, you're not taking it very far. Yeah, they're very heavy. Uh, and hopefully, they're always, so there's a stone culture. And you must treat stones with respect. You must... You know, you think once you get a successful lift, you like just throw it to the ground. No, you've got to gently put it back down. You can't use tacky. You can use chalk. Like it's just very like this respectful culture around lifting of these stones. And you can tell by the wear sometimes. Uh, some of them have been marked over the years uh, with like red dots or things like that uh, to signify uh, signify the stones. And so if you're going on a stone tour, you really have to know these people in order to be able to do it. Or yeah, and you have to respect the ecology. You have to respect the the lore and the and the history because people do. Yeah. I mean, we we may laugh, but people take what they take seriously very seriously. No, this is big, like very serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I had my first coach, like he, that was one of the first things he was teaching me, and he was quite quite stern about it that I had to be very respectful. Of the environment, of Good. the ecology, when I go out, like I can't, like I, I just have to treat the environment with the respect that, that it deserves as well as the stones. And that's, and that's a good uh, philosophy for life in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, just to just to give you a list, there's the inverse stone, and I'll talk about some as I go along. The Barvane stone, the Delwini stone, the, the Dinnies that I mentioned, and... Uh, the Fiona stone and then the saddle and mirror. And so I'll talk about that one. That one's like out in the middle of nowhere. And there's this big boulder, probably close to six or seven feet high. And the stone that you lift, you have to lift the stone and saddle the mare, which is the, which is the boulder. You take a, a 110 kilogram, I believe a hundred kilogram stone and lift it up overhead and saddle this this boulder. So you're putting one and stone on another stone. On another stone, okay. yeah. So and this, uh, from what I understand, you know, as people would go through this area, they would just this would be a feat of of strength to see if they could saddle the mare. Hmm. Uh, so I mean, there's a story behind every single stone. As I said, Ireland is is finding more and more, but the Basques had. The Basques have a strong stone lifting culture, mm-hmm. and uh, I would love to be able to go there one day and see what that's all about. It's very different kind of stones, very different sizes. Cute. They use cubes as well, and they pull them on chains. It's it's. Oh, I've seen oh, sort of like the old horse draws that they used uh, to have. Yeah, they, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And then obviously there's Iceland. They have a lot of like the Husselfell stone and or Husafell, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And so I like that's definitely on my stone tour. But then part of the Highland Games as well 
has its own uh, stone lifting aspects to it. There's two, I recall, I believe there's two Highland Games that have it, Aboyne Highland Games and the New Hampshire Highland Games. Mm -hmm. They have their own stone lifting uh, events there as well. So sometimes people travel there. And then what's popped up is people in the stone lifting community uh, fashion their own events or fashion their own stone challenges now. Mm -hmm. And people will go and, and travel around. I know that there's one in Edmonton and uh, a few, like a few spread out throughout the United States. That's really neat. Yeah. Now I have to ask you, uh, is it just stones or do you sometimes see, I was going to say a phone booth. They don't really have phone booths anymore, but if you are just driving along and you see something that looks heavy, do you stop the car and say, I've got to get out? I do. I've got to get out. I do. <laughs> uh, for me, it's also logs. So if I'm logs, out, okay. yeah, like if I'm out in on a walk and I see a log, I'll try to lift it and push it up overhead uh, and, and do that. I, I've been out and I've seen, I don't know what they were, but they were these big giant steel wheels. I don't know what they were on. They were just gigantic. They were the size of me. And I tried lifting those. I found pieces of car. These are things that happen. Like this is how, why I come in handy. My kids are like, <laughs> we'll see something on the side of the road. And I'm like, do you think mom is going to go by and like carry that home? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh but yeah like i my confidence to be able to do stuff like that though too yeah. it's it's also incredible because i never would have thought that i would be able to do these kind of things yeah so, so. the uh, so now that now that you're back now that the mm -hmm. pandemic is behind us you're out lifting stones again uh if there are uh folks that are tuned in Mm -hmm. um, I know we haven't really talked about the the particulars of the you know the safety protocols and everything. And I think it should go with those say, but we'll put a thing at the beginning and the end just to remind I people think so. that, that you need yeah. to. As, as I say, you, it's not you don't just go out and lift a heavy thing. I mean, Rebecca has a coach who yes. you know has walked her through the particulars and the various how to do it, yeah. how to do it safely. Because there's no point doing it once if you're never going to be able to do it again because your back is messed up. Exactly. Or your biceps. The biceps, your biceps is a huge injury. Yeah. Yeah. So, the biceps okay, so are a huge injury. For those, so for those who are new to this stone lifting world, and it is kind of a, it's a world that you've opened up. I, I didn't realize that the stone lifting element of it, and you're just, you're gleeful. People can't see the glee yeah. in your face right now. So for those who are interested in learning more about the 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 world of competitive stone lifting or or amateur stone lifting or just habitual stone lifting how mm -hmm. do people get involved what would you advise them to do and where would you suggest that they start i it is very niche and it is somewhat hard to get contacts like i don't know aside from these women that i have found for this competition mm -hmm. i don't really know many other women stone lifters in the area so I would love people to reach out to me through my handle, Bex Innes, uh, to, you know, if, if people are interested, I ran a clinic yesterday on Atlas stone lifting and, uh, I am more than happy to take people out, look, stone fishing, stone fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, impart whatever knowledge that I've gained to them. Again, this is how it's done. Really. It's a small community and, you know, people, you'll post and people will comment, like, did you try this? Did you try this? Did you? Because stone lifting is becoming one with the stone. Like, it's, it's, it's you know, 420 was, just a few, 420 was just a few days yeah. ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it's becoming one with the stone. Like, understanding how it works and, like, what best way to lift it. It's a puzzle. Like, it really is a logic puzzle. Hmm. And I have been working on, uh, I don't know if you saw this post from the other day, but I've been working on this one stone for three years. Three years I have been trying to lift this stone and I finally got it. Oh, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's probably close to 200 pounds and it's, uh, it was, it was awesome. Uh, but, but that's the thing, like it's a really small community. So once you find people on social, you can go through the like what I did is I just went through their followers and looked at pictures where people were holding stone in their arm. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be your friend. And that's that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of how it was. And then I just started commenting or sending them messages. And uh 
I, my social network on, like, I really use social media for the social aspect. Like I truly use it for that method. And, and, and in COVID, especially I used it that, that way, but I, I, there are benefits to social media and I'm definitely reaping them with creating this stone community of followers or people that I'm following. Mm. Well, and it's great because you've done a lot of the the legwork, no pun intended, but you've done a lot of the legwork to make these connections. And so it is very gracious of you if you are willing to, you know, mentor or at least at least point people in the right direction and have that conversation of where do you start? Because that's it is very intimidating when you mm-hmm. think of what it, for for a, for a person who's never done something like this before to get in a, a not a room but in an area full of people and they're going to watch you try to do something and you may succeed or you may fail and that that can bring a lot of tension and a lot of uh, uh apprehension yes and i would like to say this is an inex like not strong man but lifting stones is an inexpensive sport and i'm calling it a sport because i do believe it is a sport and if listen I, if figure skating is a sport this is a sport <laughs> Uh, I used to figure skate as well, but, oh, I forgot to mention, that's probably another reason why I got into competitive sport, but the, yeah, so it's, it is a sport and it's a very inexpensive one and it is just so, uh, how do you say, like, it's just normal, like you're doing a normal thing. So like you're going through squatting, you're going through all the movements a human needs to do. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you're lifting heavier weights, but you don't have to immediately start at heavy weights. You can start at small weights. No one starts with a pickup truck. You start with no. a Volkswagen, and then you move you yeah. up to a Volvo, maybe, and then an F one fifty. Yeah, I think actually it was an ATV. My how when I started, that's I think that was my first thing I lifted was an ATV. So yeah, good for you. <laughs> I don't know how much that weighs, but it was yeah more, more than more than you know what i i don't know how much that weighs either and you know why i've never tried to lift an atv <laughs> <laughs> and i'm okay with never knowing never how much an atv weighs <laughs> bex i cannot thank you enough it's been such a treat <laughs> honest to goodness i i wish we could i i did not think honestly that i would want to be talking about stones for more than that <laughs> but we we spent some time together and it is such a treat you're such a delightful human being Oh, thank you. I had a great time. And I'm really glad as we, as we were talking briefly earlier, I know that it's important for you to, and it's important to you that more uh, women are represented and you, that again, that you don't have to fit a certain mold, a certain stereotype, male or female to, to lift stones, whoever you are, whoever you want. Because at the end of the day, did you lift the stone? Did you not lift the stone? Who cares what you look like, who you are? Did you accomplish what you set out to do? Yes, that's ex- you said that so eloquently. That's exactly how I wanted that to come across. Is that it doesn't it doesn't matter and it's a community and the community will be behind you and it has nothing to do with what you look like, what your gender is, what your sex is, like it has nothing to do no, with that. Because it's all about the stones. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the stones. <laughs> anyway, anything you want to, anything you want to leave your your newfound audience of stone lifting enthusiasts with? If you're seeking a community and you love strength and you love doing odd ball things, maybe stone lifting is your thing. And I'd be more than happy to be your segue into that community. Excellent. Uh, Bex underscore Ines. Bex says B-E-X underscore I-N-N-E-S. That's Bex right. underscore Ines. We'll make sure we have that on our, uh, we'll tag you okay. when we post this up on the social medias. We'll get you tagged and everything. Bex Ines, thank you so much. I wish you well. Have a great rest of your day. What do you got planned for the rest of your day? I'm actually going stone fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you see what looks like a maniac (laughs) trying to haul boulders out of the river, don't panic necessarily. I mean, you may want to investigate further, but it may just be Bex out changing the landscape for the better. We hope. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. You have a great afternoon. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. You too. Take care. 
And that will just about do it for this week's installment of Mondo Rando Radio on MidtownRadio.ca. My name has been Randolph J. Thank you for joining myself and Bex Innes, whose experience and opinions with stone lifting are unique and entirely her own. If you'd like to learn more about competitive stone lifting, you can message her on Instagram, B-E-X underscore Innes, and we'll have links to that on our Mondo Rando Facebook page, on Instagram at Mondo Rando Radio, and if you'd like to email me for more info, it's RadioRando at gmail.com. Please remember, to always put safety first when trying out any new activity. Now enjoy the rest of your evening and we'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye for now.